Hey there, busy teachers. I'm Jodie and I'm obsessed with all things teacher related. With over a decade of teaching and leadership experience, I'm here alongside some incredible voices of the teaching profession to share some wisdom and tips with you. As teachers, we love to teach, but we live to learn. And so this is the time for you to sit back, relax and absorb some magical teachings that will help lift and inspire you. This is the Busy Teachers Club podcast. So I am honestly super thrilled to be joined by Charlie today, who is a real inspiration on the Teachergram um, for healthy habits, healthy eating, healthy fitness, all kinds of things like that. So welcome, Charlie. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me. Really happy to be here. Oh, well, we're very, very happy to have you here. Would you be able to just give us a bit of an overview then of your kind of teaching career so far and the work that you're doing with Forge um, kind of on the side? Yeah, of course. So um, I go by the, the kind of the name, the teacher's health coach um, on, on all platforms. And that's kind of, you know, exactly what I'm, I'm doing at the moment. But before I kind of chat about that, I'll, I'll take a trip down memory lane quickly um so I've been teaching for about eight years now just under eight years um and I got got into it through the the b-ed route the three-year b-ed route um and I I moved straight to Thailand I did a couple of years in international schools in Thailand um and then I've been in years blimey four six and five um at um at the same school for about six years so I did a couple of years in international schools and I've kind of been key stage two, upper key stage two, um, mainly for, for the last kind of, yeah, six and a bit years. Um, and I absolutely love it. Um, I really, really do. Year six has its challenges, don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, um, it's been absolutely fantastic. And along the way, I've kind of found this passion for nutrition and I studied nutrition. Um, and yeah, I've started to kind of develop this this um, this coaching kind of business, helping teachers with their their health, their well being, their lifestyle. Really, amazing. When we need that, we need you in our lives, Charlie, because we are <laughs> very stressed people, and we 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 tend to kind of um, look after ourselves last, don't we? So sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to get expert advice on how to kind of move forward positively with with those kinds of things. So. With that in mind, then, what blocks do you think teachers face with regards to their health and fitness that can really stand in their way for kind of looking mm. after themselves and, and their progress personally? Um, I, I definitely think teaching is one of those careers where we do have more blocks, you're right, than, than a lot of other professions. Um, you know, I know there are, there are lots of professions out there that have very similar kind of working patterns and working hours and taking stuff home and all that kind of stuff, similar to, to teaching. But I feel like teaching is a very unique profession in a few different ways. I think some of the blocks that talking from my own personal experience and working with clients that, that often crop up, you know, the big one's going to be time, isn't it? That's that's the big one, first and foremost. Um, it's the one that we never feel we have enough of. Um and that links in with the workload and kind of managing our own workload, how we do it. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I think every client I've ever had has always started with me in a really good place with workload in terms of how they're managing it. I think we all do a lot already for our workload um, and we all have these strategies in place to, to help us cope with it. Yeah, but it is. It's that time, isn't it? It's a very, very time intensive job. So that, that's probably the first one. Um, and I think that kind of links in with, with probably another one of the blocks and that would be kind of the mental capacity um 
teaching is that profession isn't it that takes up so much mental capacity it's it's in the evenings it's in your weekends it's always in your mind um I'm part-time now so I only teach two days a week and even in the three days that I'm, I'm primarily coaching I still have work things pop into my mind um and it, it is that thing you know it's how much capacity you have to give and how do you use that capacity so those two are definitely two of the big ones energy energy is a big one and that can you know that can be a positive or a negative spiral affected by the others um and I, I think one bit of a bit of a kind of a curveball in this one but I think probably self-criticism um and I'm, I'm talking very much anecdotally from this one um but I do think that comes with the profession or for obvious reasons but we are very self-critical so when we do maybe have a bump in the road with our well-being or our health or whatever it is we're overly critical of ourselves and it might appear to be a bigger bump than it actually is um I know personally that's always been a problem for me um but yeah self-criticism maybe linking a little bit into kind of self-belief there as well those would probably be the, the biggest blocks that I see where do you think that comes from? Because for it to, for us to kind of be talking to each other and for you to run a coaching business and I'm assuming coming up against these same blocks time and time again, you know, it's not something that we're just kind of um, on our own with. It kind of does seem to be that the majority of teachers that I certainly come into contact with feel that same self-criticism and that do you think it's just the kind the kind of person that goes into teaching or is it something that you think that teaching does to us like where do you think it comes mm. from I think I think it's kind of three main avenues there and I, I definitely think you you got that right I think a certain type of person becomes a teacher um and we you know we do have a very strong you know chain of traits throughout all teaching professionals we all have these similarities don't we um and maybe yeah I, I do think maybe that is a big part of it the, the type of person that becomes a teacher quite conscientious you know for it is amazing an amazing trait to have but you know wanting to do the best by other people wanting to give us you know, as much of ourselves to other people um wanting to do well as well it, it, i think is a big one yeah um and and then maybe the the the, you know, the the culture of the profession as a whole with you know a, a lot of observations a lot of being asked to critique yourself quite quite consistently yeah. um you know the, the training process as well um with with how it kind of you know you're always assessing yourself aren't you really mm. um so yeah i think those are probably probably the, the two main ones i would say for, for the the criticism and i think the, the, with the energy as well it is a spiral it's that positive or that negative spiral so you know when our energy is lacking our health and our well-being choices might be a little bit towards the less optimal side which can then in turn impact energy which then in turn impacts the choices and and we yeah. can be find ourselves on that spiral um and i think the culture of individual schools and this obviously works you know positively or negatively but the culture of individual schools can impact on on our on our criticism of ourselves and and our teams I guess yeah I feel like there should be something in place for, for that I've never really thought about it like that before that kind of you know we're, we're constantly under the spotlight aren't we it's just something we accept and mm. you know perhaps there should be some training there or some kind of support there with how to take that criticism and what to do with it in a positive way rather than kind of just storing it in your filing cabinet of horrible things that you say to yourself when yeah, you feel yeah. low you know um anyway Absolutely. that's for a, uh, another conversation for another time um <laughs> okay so something that definitely stands in my way 
and you mentioned mental capacity before, is feeling overwhelmed by all of the things that my brain has to cope with um, and thinking about then all of the things that I know I need to do for myself. Um, you know, it can, can be the kind of straw that, that broke the camel's back type thing. You know, if I know mm. I'm having to do a million things on my teacher to-do list, a million things on my busy teachers club to-do list, a million things that I'm trying to do kind of in the house that I live with my boyfriend and his son. And, you know, it's kind of constant. If I think, right, well, I also need to look after myself. And tonight I need to make myself a really healthy meal and not just reach for something easy. Um, mm. That can sometimes be what feels like is tipping me over the edge. Like, how can I care for myself? Or how can we as teachers care for ourselves without it feeling like another thing that we're needing to kind of add into the mix? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're first of all, you're absolutely right there. I feel like we we have so much in our in that capacity cup, if you like, that when someone says, "Oh, you know, just just make a healthy lunch or just get ten thousand steps a day," it's kind of like how, like where, where do where does that come in? How 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 do I do it? Um, and it, you're absolutely right. I think we are a lot of us as professionals are, are brimming all the time, aren't we? We're we're very close to you know boiling over. Um, so what I try and kind of instill in the team that, that come with me, come on board with me within the first week, if I can, sometimes it takes a bit longer is, is something I kind of refer to as the five foundations. So the idea behind it is basically it's the absolute basics. It's the, the bread and butter of kind of good health and well-being, physically and mentally. Um, and it's, it's just five steps. And even then sometimes those five steps can, can feel like a lot, but it's, as, it's as basically, basically focusing on the basics as basic as we can get it so those are kind of you know getting some movement in each day it doesn't need to be 10,000 steps it, it could be 8,000 or 6,000 or something but you know getting some daylight on your skin getting some kind of movement in so you're not going from bed to bathroom to, to you know to the staff room to your classroom and then back again yeah. so some kind of movement um, and then staying well, well hydrated obviously a difficult one for teachers without needing to rush to the loo um, but but that, that's, that is a big one you know that really helps with energy avoids you know stress headaches all, all sorts helps with digestion helps with hunger all sorts um, getting some fruits and veggies in and it's one that can really easily fall off like you say you know when, when you're feeling really overwhelmed coming home and then thinking about cooking a meal with three and four portions of fruits and veggies it's, it's difficult but you know it's trying to you know sprinkle those in throughout the day i guess um so what have we done so, oh the next one would be then sleep so looking at our sleep trying to you know if, if you get in six hours sleep just trying to get six hours 15 minutes just tiny tiny steps and then me time and that's always the wishful thinking one i find um <laughs> trying to just take literally 15 minutes for yourself, you know, before bed or after, after work. And I know the you know, five foundations, they are the basics, but even that in itself, that can be a task. So breaking it down and, and pretty much not trying to be perfect because it's what a lot of us try and do. We start, try and start a health journey. We try and work on our wellbeing. And what do we do? We focus on going from naught to 60 overnight. Um, and, you know, you might focus on hitting all five of those foundations perfectly for, for the whole half term. And in truth, if we focus on being perfect, we're always going to fall short. Um, you know, we are in a, in a room with 30 unpredictable little balls of, of, of delight. Uh, and we, we don't know what they're going to do. And, we, you know, their parents as well and maybe some of our colleagues. And it's a very unpredictable job. So we, we can't always try and be perfect. Um, so, you know, breaking it down, focusing on the basics, just focus on getting 1% better each week or each day um, and not trying to be perfect. Focusing on kind of what I call positive progress. So, you know, if, if you ate one apple yesterday, maybe trying to get 
two fruits and veggies in the next week just really kind of building it up super super slow knowing you're human being empathetic with yourself um, is a big one um and the last one is something that I, I find really really powerful and it's kind of the the menu approach so often what we do is we write to-do lists don't we so you know even when it comes to our well-being we'll write a to-do list of i need to have a bath i need to have um you know a cup of tea i need to uh, I don't know, put my face mask on, I need to read a book, I need to go for a walk, I need to cook a meal, I need to do all these things. And when, I, when I've done these things, then I would have looked after myself. Yeah. But that just becomes another to-do, do you know what I mean? Another to-do yeah. list. So using a menu, so maybe writing out 10 things that work for you, for your health and well-being. And then if you, you, know, if you get home and you do have 20 minutes or you've made 20 minutes, just picking a couple of those, th- of those things that you can do. So making it optional rather than mandatory, if that makes sense. Yes. Oh my God. I love that idea because for me, I mean, I'm a Sagittarius. I don't know if you know anything about star signs, but if there is um, something to rebel against, I will find it. <laughs> so <laughs> I find that if I am like, you know, right on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Thursday, you need to be doing this. And on a Wednesday and a Friday, do you know what I mean? That kind of mm rigid structure I love routine do not get me wrong I love a routine but when it's a self-imposed routine I find that harder to kind of get on board with uh, whereas yeah. it's something that's kind of placed on me from the man I suppose like you know working for an institution like ed- you know an education system I, I mm. get up and I go to work for that time and I work through my day because somebody's telling me to like if I and telling myself to do things like you know I'm not I'm not as good really I I guess with routine and how important then is routine when it comes to health and fitness for teachers because you know you do hear like or if you you know if you if you google it I would highly recommend people getting a coach to avoid this approach but you know if you was to just google you know um you know what can I do or what kind of health and fitness routine should I be um you know uh undertaking as a teacher it'll have like specific things right on a Monday run on a Tuesday do your abs in the morning on a Wednesday make sure you've had a um, a healthy meal or whatever Mm. it might be but it's very strict and rigid like how important and I guess how healthy is a routine like that when it comes to health and fitness do you think Mm. I, I think it's always really like you say it's always really important to to avoid that kind of that shotgun approach of googling exactly what you said because you you know you google one thing and you, and you get a million different results and that can kind of lead to its to its own overwhelm can't it yeah um i think having a routine is important absolutely it, it is very important because it can and this is where that border is it can free up that mental capacity we we're talking about earlier because basically we become a little bit on autopilot but in a positive way so you know habit uh, routines are, are built out of chains of habits aren't they and and habits are kind of the auto actions and it takes a long long time to, to form a habit um you know i don't believe that it's kind of 28 days i don't, I don't really think we can put a direct number on it i think it takes a lot longer than that um but these routines are kind of these chains of, of these habits and these automations. So in that way, having a routine can give you back that capacity because you're not, not really thinking about it. You're just kind of just, you know, you're going through these healthy, healthy actions. However, like a little bit like you said, there is that point where maybe it works the other way and it works against you. Um, so I think designing your own routine maybe with a coach or maybe, you know, just with some support or accountability or a partner or someone to kind of help you with it, give you an, out, an external point of view, developing your own routine that most importantly is really flexible. And I think that's the key, isn't it? Um, so, you know, it's, 
say the word flexible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> flexible and adaptable. Those are the words, aren't they? Um, but yeah, I think I think you know a really good way to approach it is looking at it as a weekly routine almost. Okay. You know, having a, a morning routine, an evening routine, that's fantastic because you know you can get yourself the best possible start to the day. You know, get some hydration in, maybe a little bit of fresh air, even if it's five minutes outside. Um, it doesn't need to be these these huge tasks. Like I said, you know, break it down to the smallest, you know, almost like the lowest hanging fruit. Um, that phrase always gets a bit of stick, but I think that's a really positive way to look at it. The easiest, you know, the, the minimal effective dose, if you like, the easiest thing you can do. You know, evening routines, morning routines, that kind of stuff is great. But looking at it on a, on a weekly kind of macro scale is really useful because there's no point in having a set routine for a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If on a Monday you've got a staff meeting, on the Wednesday that week you've got parents' evenings, yeah. And then actually Thursday, Friday, they're your freer evenings that, you know, there's no point in sticking to that hard and fast rule of every single night I do this, 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 because you're going to then cause friction. And I, I guess what we're saying a lot of it is how can we minimize that friction? How can we make it as easy as possible for teachers to follow these things? Um, and it sounds a bit strange because I feel like when we do start, so I'm going on a bit here, but when we do start a health journey, we, we almost kind of look for the most challenging approach and, and because it feels like it's going to give us the biggest bang for the buck, right? Yeah. But actually, we want to kind of pick the low-hanging fruit. We want to take the easy way just for a little bit to, to get those routines and, you know, grease that, that wheel, I guess, of, of seeing that progress. But no, routine is really, really important, but it just needs to work for you and needs to be flexible. Um, some, some routines will, will stay the same, but ultimately look at it as your weekly and even your half termly kind of macro view rather than individual days being all kind of carbon copies because that, that will never work and like you said before you know the profession is notoriously unpredictable so you know like last the, the last week of my half term last week um a couple of weeks ago was you know we got the Ofsted call and nobody was expecting mm. that and so it completely transformed the rest of my week and you know we have to be we have to be flexible, but I think as well, it's interesting for us to, or important for us to, to, to think about is not then using that as a stick to beat ourselves with, you know, like I've not been able to work out three times this week because I've had offset. Oh, I'm so, you know, there's no point now. What's the point? I mean, you know, mm. I've fallen off the, off the ladder, you know, I'm never going to be um, the fitness fanatic that I want to be, you know, forget it. I'm just not going to try anymore. You know, it can, it can very easily spiral, but with, if you're putting that flexibility and that adaptability in, in your life and it's on your terms, you know, mm -hmm. I think we just have to be mindful of when things don't go the way that we want them to. If we did want to go for a run Monday morning, but we, we woke up feeling groggy or, you know, the, the baby was up in the night three times instead of once, or, you know, when you end up not going, that's okay. And it's fine yeah. to, I like that idea of seeing it on a weekly view because you're not then saying, I'm not gonna do it. You might just then shift that to a day that then feels a little bit more doable for you. So I'm definitely going to take that as an approach kind of moving forward. I might trial that actually next half term and let you know how I get on with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, give it a go. Cause it does take that pressure off. And I feel this is my experience really quickly. You know, coaches I've had in the past don't really take into good and again it's, it's no no fault of theirs but they don't un, quite understand the teacher life um it's a very specific lifestyle isn't it um and very few people understand that um, and it is a really difficult thing to kind of get your head around if you haven't been there um 
so you know knowing you know knowing what a, a teacher's week can be like and how it can fluctuate it, it's really really important so that's always been a bit of a pet peeve from when I've worked with coaches previously has been you know they just say well, we'll get up earlier you know go down the gym in the morning you know um if, if you've got parents evening just you know prep two weeks of meals and, and and all these things that sound great if you maybe don't have the workload of a teacher or maybe you don't have the, the mental kind of load of, of a teacher but for us things are a bit different and we've got to be really empathetic with ourselves that that's a, like definitely like you say a thread that runs through this always is definitely that empathy yeah 100% and um, so just to finish on then um, what would be your top three tips your top three takeaways then for teachers wanting to start properly prioritizing their health so if we think about you know the lead up to Christmas now we've got the clocks going backwards we've got darkness descending on us from all angles yeah. workload building you know exam prep and all of those things building particularly in, in secondary schools what would your three tips be for next half term then for prioritizing health so top three i think i, I could i could easily give a top 10 for this i think um <laughs> top three so I, I think i think we probably covered them a, a lot already actually um I would, I would definitely say the foundation so those first five foundations so the the time for you um even even if it's five minutes to go out and get a breath of fresh air you know you know that's really really important so the five foundations time for you um looking at your sleep again you can't really put a number on it because it's such an individual thing um fruits and veggies staying well hydrated uh, and getting some kind of movement in for your body because that will impact on, on on everything those five basics and i know again like i said you know they are the basics, they are the foundations, but for a lot of people, even those five, that, that's going to be a lot to start with. So yeah. just looking at the basics, looking at those five, but maybe just picking two and just this half term in week one, just try and try, try and do two of them and, and kind of couple them together. And, and when you do do those basics, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm sneaking like an extra one in there, but when you do do those basics, look at them as, you know, blocks and, and stack them together. So kind of habit stack them. So if you've already, um, you know, you're trying to get fresh air in the morning or you're trying to get some more moving in, maybe you come down in the morning, you already put the kettle on. So once the kettle's boiling, you just open the back door and you literally just do a lap of the garden or, you know, a, go and stand on the balcony, take a big deep breath, get some fresh air in, maybe walk around your house a little bit, then you come make your coffee. So you're adding it to something that already exists, but definitely those, those first five foundations, absolutely. Um, again, something we've probably, we, we have talked about it, it would be that kind of not going for perfection. Um, we all do it, particularly as teachers. We we love progress. We, we, we love to see the fruits of our labour, but when we do focus on perfection, we, we are setting ourselves up for a fall. Um, and I don't mean that to kind of, you know, sound defeatist or, or not optimistic or anything like that, but perfection is very, very, very hard by definition to, to attain, isn't it? So I always talk about kind of positive progress. So if you're, if you're doing something a little bit better than you were last week, that's great. That, that's all you need. You, you don't need to go naught to 60. So um, what we've got so far, top tips, we've got uh, foundations, the, the basics, we've got, um, positive progress over perfection um that's that's a really really big one and then i guess kind of look long term so rather than just focusing on getting everything done this week spread spread out your your goals a little bit spread out what you want to achieve and and don't put so much pressure on yourself particularly in really heavy workload heavy weeks look long term you know look at look at christmas look at the next uh, what is it about seven weeks isn't it um 
and kind of spread things out a little bit give yourself the best fighting chance to be successful because inevitably something is going to go wrong something is going to crop up so you're giving yourself the breathing space and, and the mental space as well to kind of compute it all and to kind of get back get yourself back to where you want to be and carry on so yeah the, those first five foundations positive progress over being perfect um, and, and looking long term looking at that long term result even after Christmas into the into the new year yeah thank you so much that's so useful and I'm definitely gonna um have a go at trialing some of those things next half term I always feel like the start of a next half term you do feel a little fresher of mind you do feel a little bit mm -hmm. more able don't you to to kind of take these things on board and run with them so I'll let you know how we get on <laughs> um, absolutely yeah please do where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about health and fitness and you know whilst also trying to be a teacher um where can they find you where's the best place um so instagram and facebook i am uh, the teacher's health coach with uh, separated with um full stops um and i've just got myself on twitter um to be honest with you i can't remember my handle off, off the top of my head because it's a little bit different um but there's not much going on there at the moment but uh, uh that's not one to go to i wouldn't say um i would yeah probably instagram would be the main one um and and facebook as well um i'm gonna be opening like a, a free support community on facebook uh as of the first of november as well um just i'm gonna be going live in there posting some health and well-being tips um every now and then um if people want to kind of go and check that out I will definitely be checking that out. And also, um, if you are interested, um, Charlie is featuring in November's subscription. The Busy Teachers Club membership um, has three sections to it. And one of them is focused on supporting you personally. Um, Charlie's going to be running um, four amazing webinar type um, things that are going to be um, popped into our Facebook group that um, is private for our members so if you are interested in in this in the content of this podcast then that is going to be something that you are going to want to um, look into so for further information you can check out busyteachersclub.co.uk um, or my Instagram drop me a DM and um, between me and Charlie I'm sure we'll be able to answer your questions so Thank you again so much, Charlie. It's been amazing speaking to you and super helpful. I'm sure people will get loads out of it. Um, so thank you again so much. No worries. Thank you for having me on. It's been lovely talking. For more information on today's topic, head over to Instagram at Busy Teachers Club and look out for today's podcast post to join the conversation. I would love to hear your thoughts. The content of this podcast links perfectly with this month's Busy Teachers Club membership. For more support with your professional development, classroom resources and teacher well-being, head over to busyteachersclub.co.uk to learn more about our monthly subscription, which provides an abundance of timely support, resources and inspiration directly to your inbox every month. This will help you to continue to learn and grow as a teacher without having to do all of the research and planning yourself. What a time saver. With key monthly foci including closing the gap, curriculum, teaching and learning, leadership and more. And with every month including book recommendations and resources to help you to continue to diversify your curriculum. This really is a goldmine of value for $4.99 a month. That's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. And just remember busy teachers, no matter how tough it feels, there is always light because the light is you.